The following podcast contains spoilers for Spider-Man 3, because we watched that for some reason. You have been warned. What's up, everybody? It is Glenjamin Button along with Miguel Megusto. My buddy, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? You forgot to mention that this is Keystone Film Review. Oh, wait. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. I thought we were just watching Spider-Man 3 for the fun of it. Oh, I mean, we're oh, doing God, that, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I feel like we are uh, kind of getting a little crazy because of being stuck in houses. Like, when's the last time you left the house? For the first time today, actually, in two oh. weeks. I, I'm i not going to count walking down to the gas station that's on the corner of my street, just because yeah. that's not that big. I haven't left the house since March 12th. It is now March 31st. Yeah, today's my 15th and day of... I'm, I'm starting to feel like Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse. <laughs> How long have we been on this rock? Five weeks? Two days? Where are we? Help me to recollect. Who are you again, Tommy? I'm probably a figment of your imagination. This rock is a figment of your imagination, too. Anyway, so <laughs> being stuck in the house, have you watched more than your... I think your record so far is one movie? So right now my record is one movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but I decided... Let's break the mold a little bit. Well, let's Ooh. watch two shows. Two and shows. A movie that and was, a movie. That was technically, doesn't count because it's for the podcast. So Yeah, I accept that, but it, it's still good. What what uh, what shows and uh, <laughs> uh, the movie, I guess, was Spider-Man 3. Yes. But uh, what, what shows did you watch? Um, so I watched Tiger King, which... Uh, I watched I, that as well. I honestly didn't care to watch until everybody decided to tell me I needed to watch it. Mm-hmm. That it should not be unseen with your eyeballs. Yeah. Maybe maybe your hands, but with your eyeballs, you need to see it. I was like, oh, God, fine. Because I hate these trends. Because last time this happened, Bird Box or whatever it was. Sucked. It was Bird Box and then Haunting of Hill House, which yeah. both you and I did not care for. Like, it's not bad. It's just no. the hype for it was not it was warranted. was way overdriven. What did what, uh, you think of uh, Tiger King and the hype with it? So... I actually really enjoyed it as a documentary. Yeah, it's. I think it's a good documentary. It's like a solid documentary. I don't think it's as crazy as everyone claimed it to be. No. Like, granted, I lived in Florida for two years, so uh -huh. the the uh, extents of which people will go to get things they want, yeah, has no bounds mm -hmm. in in my mind. Like, I obviously I have my. Uh, limits, but people from Florida are crazy. The only thing surprising to me was that people from Oklahoma can also be as crazy as people from Florida. Absolutely. Um, that's the most surprising part of it. Everything else is just like, yeah, this is pretty standard if you've spent significant time in Florida. Uh, but yeah, it's a really well-made documentary. I, I, I did find it compelling. Uh, mm -hmm. I do still think it was slightly overhyped, but it is... Like high quality. It, it is like the, the the research that was done and everything like that was just so well done. I mean, yeah. obviously you've got the crazy kooks who are in mm -hmm. the documentary itself, but uh, 
I mean, yeah. And uh, it, it's it's one of the rare modern documentaries which doesn't take a side. Mm-hmm. Um, the only side they took was the cats. Yeah, the cats, and it's just it's it's rare in today's world where like a documentary doesn't just give the straight facts. They only give the facts that support their thesis and not both sides. Um, but yeah, uh, what's the other show you watched? Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, the other show that I watched was Ozark season three. Oh, I haven't um, seen any of that. Is that any good? Uh, yeah, absolutely. This, this show dude is, uh, it's, it's really good. Uh, everything Jason Bateman does with all the characters in the show and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if he wrote it or not. I'm not going to lie about that, but just all, all the actors in the show and all the characterization and it's just such a well-made show altogether. And season three on top of it all is just, Ooh, muy bueno. That's good. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch that. Just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, I'll probably check it out at some point, especially since, you know, our stay at home order has been extended a month. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely uh, Jason Bateman's pretty much best work, to be honest, because the character was pretty much just made to for him. Oh, yeah. Specifically, molded yeah. around him. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to check that out. Um, I saw quite a bit of films, movies, uh, and shows, because I watched Tiger King. Yeah. Uh, I also watched a movie on Amazon called Blow the Man Down, which is kind of like a... Fargo-esque dark comedy, probably less or probably more dry than Fargo. Yeah, uh, like there are funny parts to it, but it's it's a slightly more serious than that. And it's got esteemed character actress and fugitive from the law, Margot Martindale. Uh, that's a BoJack Horseman reference. If you didn't get that, um, but yeah, I really liked it. It's it's a really good movie. Highly suggest it. Uh, then I saw Unsane, which is a Steven Soderbergh movie that was filmed on an iPhone. I remember that coming um, out like what two years ago. Yeah, I, I I think it was two years ago. It was uh, let's see, it was 2016, so four years ago. Wow. Um, but honestly, like, it is much better than the traction it gets. I I had one friend when it was still in theaters tell me it was one of the worst movies they've ever seen. Yeah. Granted, I never really took this person's word for truth because they're one of those Disney fanatics. But uh, um. Ugh. Not that there's anything wrong with Disney, but Disney fanatics need to calm down. Um, And Unsane is Unsane. It's great. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, It's pretty compelling. The iPhone footage gets it it starts off weird, but then you get used to it, and it kind of works for uh, you know the whole feel of it. Then I watched a movie specifically to appease our friend John Clark. Okay, uh, David Lynch's Blue Velvet. I'm not a huge David Lynch fan. He's a little too avant-garde for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I I recognize his talent, but he's just, his style is just not for me. Um, and um, John that's, Clark... That's one I've been meaning to get to. Blue Velvet? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely his most, for lack of a better word, coherent film, other than maybe Elephant Man, which mm-hmm. is a little straightforward. At least... From, I haven't seen it in 15 years, so from what I remember, it's straightforward. Um, and, uh, you know, it's less of a mess than Dune. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's it's fine. I, I, I enjoyed it. I am not in love with it like John is, but... Okay. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. Uh, 
makes me more open to watch David Lynch movies in the future. I almost kind of gave up on them. Uh, Then I watched a Spanish thriller movie called The Platform, which is essentially a horror thriller about trickle-down economics. Yeah. (laughs) Did you watch The Platform? Uh, No, I did not. Okay. I think you would really enjoy it. It's essentially like a prison movie in which... uh, It is a popular on netflix right now isn't it yeah yeah it's it's a it's uh so essentially the concept is this prison is essentially just a giant tower with so many floors levels and Mm. each floor has two inmates on it and the food starts from level one and then works its way down everyone shares the same table so by the time it gets to like level 60 or something there's like disgusting half-eaten scraps and shit like that uh by the time it gets down yeah by the time it gets down to like the hundredth level there's like nothing um and it's it's all very fascinating and then every month they are changed to a different cell so like the guy starts off on level 48 and then the next one he's in uh I think he's in like 173. Then the next month Jeez. he's in like 38. Then he's in 200 something. It's it's all over the place and it's crazy and it's really compelling, uh, and kind of has a lot to say about trickle down economics. So yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> um, and then I saw a Ingmar Bergman movie called Wild Strawberries. It is a you know it's Ingmar Bergman. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's about existentialism and shit like that. So. <laughs> You know, he has the same theme pretty much throughout all of his films, but they're always really good. Yeah. Um, it's about an old man kind of reminiscing on his life. Uh, and then I saw The Report with Adam Driver, um, you which know, is... That, that's another one that I was, like, staring at. I'm like, am I going to watch this? Yeah. That, or am I just going to jump into Tiger King? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, uh, it's definitely a movie you have to think about. There's not too much going on. It's people just, like giving information it's not yeah this is gonna make it sound terrible it's not an entertaining movie but it's an interesting movie if that makes sense yeah like it's not like oh yeah this movie's fun to watch it's just like oh wow that's really interesting and it kind of shows you you know obviously probably exaggerated in some ways but like how the uh, cia tried to cover up the fact that they were torturing uh people in classic yeah classic cia torturing people uh, and then the CIA just shut down our podcast. <laughs> and just like that, we're gone. And uh, yeah, that's all I saw this week. I know that's a lot. Um, First off, are we not going to talk about the fact that you didn't watch any shitty 90, 90s movies? other than I <laughs> needed a break. Spider-Man 3? I needed a break. Um, the closest thing, I guess, was probably Blue Velvet, but I would hardly call that shitty. Yeah. Well, but, compared uh, to Spider-Man Three, yes. Yeah, compared to Spider-Man Three, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, no shitty '90s movies. Okay, uh, I have not seen physically my coworkers in like three weeks. Uh, it's kind of a blessing at this point. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no offense. Yeah, they haven't been able to give me recommendations. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I know uh, you got some movie news. I tried to look for something, but there wasn't anything. What what news you got there, son? It's it's very hard to find movie news, especially with all this corona stuff going yeah, on. Everything we don't want to just, like, just be repeating ourselves. Yeah, everything is this person got corona, this movie got pushed back because yeah. of corona. So I think this, I saw all, all of Sony's point, movies have been moved to next year. Yeah, for the next so. month, just expect that corona fuck shit up, that's that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> my, my movie news now is uh, I actually saw this article on Twitter, um, 
George Miller wants to shoot Mad Max Furiosa prequel next year and Ooh. has auditioned uh, Anya Taylor-Joy for the lead. Oh, I do like Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. It a, is it a prequel or is it a sequel? It is a prequel. So it's, it's a, a prequel? Furiosa prequel. Okay. Are we, are we still getting a sequel to Fury Road or is that just the... Uh, I'm not sure. Right now, this is just a prequel. Um, okay. I'm sure down the line he will want to do a Fury Road, or yeah. Fury Road uh, sequel. I honestly would be upset if we didn't. Like, I, I'm all for yeah. Furiosa um, sequ- uh, prequel, but I would I I need myself a Mad Max Fury Road sequel. Yeah, it's kind of um, like wasted potential if we don't do a sequel with Tom Hardy. Yeah, definitely. Again. Yeah. Oh, it, it looks like uh, they have one in development, Mad oh, Max: The Wasteland. Yeah. Uh, there is no year for it yet, so who knows how long that will take? But uh, you know, I think it'll be worth the wait. Yeah. So, so there's that. They're, they're, obviously, they're just auditioning. They can't really do much right now. So yeah. Um. <clears throat> so that's kind of all the movie news I have. I'm excited for that. We all here love Anya Taylor Joy as as we all. I mean, this dynamic duo that we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we unanimously love her. Yeah. It's <laughs> end of story. That's a wrap. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah. So I guess that means we should reluctantly get into Spider Man Three. Do we have to? I mean, Netflix Roulette told us to. So bastards. I'd rather take the bullet. come from this substance amplifies aggression seems to like you looking good spidey love the new outfit it's the power it feels good i'm worried about you i don't need your help everybody needs help sometimes peter even spider-man you didn't kill me like you killed my father I don't know. But I have to stop it. All right, let's do it. All right, Spider-Man 3, directed by Sam Raimi, written by Sam Raimi, Ivan Raimi, and Alvin Sargent, based on comic book characters and stories by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, uh, starring Tom... Tom, Toby Maguire, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, and Thomas Hayden Church, and also Topher Grace, and also Bryce Dallas Howard, also Rosemary Harris, J.K. Simmons. It's a whole bunch of people. Willem Dafoe's in there for a hot minute. Um, and it is a strange black entity from another world bonds with Peter Parker and causes inner turmoil as he contends with new villains, temptations, and revenge. Uh, I just made that sound a lot cooler than the actual movie is. Um, (laughs) Nothing's cooler than the emo scene. Let's start off. Jesus, fuck. Okay, so I want to start off here by saying the plot of the movie does not start until a minute and four seconds in. Sorry, no, not a minute, four seconds. An hour and four minutes in. I got my measurements mixed up. Because uh, a minute four seconds isn't that impressive. An hour and four minutes for the plot to start. And that first hour and four minutes is fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, basically, the beginning of this movie just felt like deleted scenes from the second movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Which obviously didn't need to be needed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, well, that's a, that's a whole thing on its own. There's a lot of things that didn't yeah. need to be needed in this movie. So a little history about me with this movie. Uh, as everyone who is, uh, how old was I when this came out? I was 17 when this movie came out. I was 14. Yeah. As, so as all 17 year olds were for this movie when it came out, I was excited to see it. Mm-hmm. I was working at a movie theater. I was like, sweet. You know, I'm going to have to deal with the, the hellish weekend to work for it, but then I get to see it for free afterwards. I went in on my break just to kind of get a feel for what it was. And it was the emo scene. <laughs> it was that that whole 35, <laughs> 35 minute break was spent watching Tobey Maguire try to be sexy, I guess. Oh, what are you Confident talking about? Trying sexy to be. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was just like, I've seen enough. Yeah. I don't want to watch this. This is horrible to me. And so I just avoided it from then on out until, you until know. Until fate decided Netflix, yeah, Netflix roulette was going to put you here. And I, everyone knows I don't care for Marvel movies. Uh-huh. Back then, I loved Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. I still love Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. They're still the, one the of the ones, best comic book or some of the best cook, com- yeah. cookbooks. <laughs> yeah. They are honestly like... If every movie were as good as those ones, every um, uh, Marvel movie, I probably would still enjoy them. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like they kind of lost their charm and they're too cookie cutter now. Um, and this kind of ruined it for me. And that same year, I think it was, X-Men The Last Stand came out, which is also a train wreck of a movie. Oh, God. Um, let's see if I'm right here. Oh, no, that came out the year before. Yeah. So two... Two third parts of uh, Marvel movie series. Uh, there was X Men Three, which was the last stand, and then Spider Man Three came out one year after the other, and both were garbage. And if I'm honest, until like I, I loved Iron Man, but until Iron Man, it was only a year. I'm trying to put this in a way that doesn't that seems impressive. I realized that comic book movies kind of can be garbage you know i thought they were sure things to begin with but then studios get too cocky and just throw shit and i know that there's a whole bunch of shit with this but there's no reason with the budget that this movie is 258 million dollars in 2007 dollars no reason it should be this bad i know sam raimi didn't want to make it he shouldn't have made it he shouldn't have signed a three movie contract if he didn't want to make three movies he shouldn't have uh, he should have stepped aside, you know, kind of reworked his contract. And this just feels like a movie to get a paycheck. And that's really what it was. And those kinds of movies piss me off. Yes, kind of. Um, yes, kind of. He did want to make the third one. He didn't want to have Venom in it at all. Um, like, he didn't want that to exist, period. Uh, he wanted it to strictly be Sandman. Um, I don't even think... Which makes sense because Sandman's the only redeeming part of this entire yes. movie. I don't. So. I don't even think he wanted Green Goblin in there. I mean, that whole arc is just stupid in the beginning. Oh yeah, just to begin with. Period. Um, I haven't done my full research on this movie since like a couple years ago, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of when the whole when all this was going down, I was like, I need to know everything about this because this is shit and yeah, it's wrong. He he did want to do this movie. He absolutely did. Um, he made it hot garbage on purpose to basically sp- kind of spite Sony 
because they're making him do shit he doesn't want to do. See, that's the shit that pisses me off, though. Yeah. Like, you're not spite... Like, no matter what, Sony can make a two-minute trailer that makes this movie look good. Mm-hmm. There's enough in there to do that. What he did was, for lack of a better word, defraud the fans of their, like, $10 to go see the movie. Yeah. You know, he... he Completely went about the went about this the wrong way. He is not a talented enough director, in my opinion, to kind of throw a tantrum this way. Yeah. You know, he he's not Spielberg. He's not he, he's not Scorsese. He's not any of these great directors. He's Sam Raimi. He made a he's few, known for Evil Dead and Spider Man. Really. Yeah, and which Evil Dead? Don't get me started on Evil Dead. I don't care for Evil <laughs> Dead. I I get the appeal, but I don't care for it. Yeah. Um. And then he made two Spider Man movies, which you, I'll I'll give it to him. Very good, very good Spider Man movies. But then he throws a tantrum like he's been the greatest director ever, and does his shit. And honestly, like everything he's made since has been shit. So really, what was he proving? Yeah, pretty much everything in this movie you can tell that it was that that fit. Um, yeah, don't even the the writing, it's clear as day. Oh, so the, go ahead. The, Kirsten Dunst, after she has her Broadway performance and talks to uh, Toby Maguire, says, mm-hmm. "You, my knees were snapping or my knees were popping. You could probably hear that." And it's like your knees were not popping. What the fuck? Who? say that yeah the the writing in this movie it just felt like it was from either like some stupid rom-com or just one of those movies that are so below what this movie should have mm-hmm. even been and they were, they were just having conversations that nobody would have or it was just something you'd expect from like a high school script or something like that yeah it was that's like what it felt like it felt with, like a, a, with uh, pretty much a-list actors and yeah it, <laughs> their performance they could only do so much with what they were given oh yeah and obviously you could tell on their faces that they weren't enjoying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like other than um, uh, James Franco, because he got to paint his little paintings <laughs> in <laughs> one scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think this is by far, in my opinion, James Franco's worst performance. Yeah. Um, he's awful in it. Uh, I don't know if he just checked out because he didn't want to be a part of this. Um Toby Maguire is not great in it. Kirsten Dunst is not great in it. That fucking little, like when she walks out after getting fired and people are clapping <laughs> and she thinks it's for her for a moment. Like what the, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just not a well-made movie. And with the exception of the Sandman story, because that was honestly compelling. Like I, yeah. I, dug that i read somewhere that people wish that wasn't a part of it which i get because you you know people want venom yeah well it was was a nice chance to bring light to the the character of sandman and the story was there it was solid but it was overshadowed by venom and green goblin which Mm -hmm. neither needed to be if if they if sony wouldn't have been so cocky with what they were doing and it's like no we need venom like it's we need to have venom in this movie yeah and it's it's a two-way street like sam raimi solid two-way street sam raimi should not have been cocky either like they did not need to give you a third movie they didn't need to do any of this like you are there are so many people that would be killed that would kill to be in his spot Mm -hmm. uh me kind of i don't want to ever make a movie that that has that high of a budget but like 
recognize where the fuck you are, Sam. Mm-hmm. Like you are, you are so lucky. Like it's one movie. If you have to make one movie that isn't the way you want to make it, you're lucky. Like other people would kill for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, like the, the best, the best way this would have worked out if Sony really, really wanted the Venom movie so bad. They would have probably had something to tease of like a Venom Spider-Man movie at the end of this movie if they would have just kept Spider-Man and mm-hmm. Sandman a thing. But I mean, obviously both both streets there fucked the whole thing up and then they had to reboot yeah. Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, which is another road we'll go down probably eventually. That's um, one thing. There's people that like this movie better than the, both of the Amazing Spider-Mans and I don't get that. For I, a long time, I won't lie, that was me. Um, I I wasn't a fan of Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. That I understand, but the movies as a whole, but are well made so much better than this crap is. Like yes, (laughs) but Amazing Spider Man Two, I, I guess at this point it's more of a guilty pleasure. I pleasure. I think it's one of the best Spider Man movies we have, other than like two, and I mean obviously the new ones too. Because there was so much more at risk with that movie. Yeah, they did like a clusterfuck of villains like they did with this movie. But yeah, I feel like there was so much more risk in but that they, movie. The thing is they focused on one. Yeah. Like there were more villains, but they focused on one. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, What's his name? Electro? They, yeah, they did Electro. Electro, he is the main villain of that. In this, the climax is literally with two villains. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so the like... I get what people are saying in comparing that, but they're really not the same because while there are multiple villains, one of them, it's like when Scarecrow shows up in the Dark Knight mm-hmm. when that's the Joker's movie or Scarecrow when he shows up in the Dark Knight Rises when that's Bane's movie. Yeah. And it's it's this, it's this not like there's multiple villains. There are multiple characters who happen to be villains. Yeah, it was a nice little is... camo for, or cameo for Killian Murphy, but uh, other than that, he didn't need to be there for those, like just that spotlight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's just, I don't know, this, this movie's frustrating. I did, in, for lack of a better word, enjoy it. Yeah. Like it is, I watched it for the train wreck it is and enjoyed it for that. But it made me angry the more I thought about it. Yeah, I would just because of you know the the cockiness and the temper tantrum of Sam Raimi and 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 Sony to kind of just like call each other's bluff, where they're just like, oh well, I'm gonna make this kind of movie. It's like, oh yeah, well you probably won't. Oh yes, I will. No, you won't. And they're both like, it's it's a dick measuring contest at that point. Yeah. It's, it's just it's fucking terrible. You're not hurting anyone but the fans, and you're. Um, your reputation at that point i would i'll be on doran doran when i started this movie i was kind of taking it seriously for the first half hour and then realized how long it took for that first half hour to turn into two hours for me mm-hmm. and then there was still another hour and a half at least of this movie after that i'm like i just watched four and a half hours of this movie so what i did was well <laughs> uh, what my buddy was my my buddy was streaming on twitch and i was just in his chatting just going like hey i'm watching spider-man 3 I'm going to make fun of it here in this chat. And I just like quoted every, every stupid line that I've ever, ever heard. And then just like one of them was like, you want forgiveness? Get religion. And just, just shit like oh that. My God. I was oh. talking so much shit on, uh, Kirsten Dunst's character, Mary Jean. Mm-hmm. Cause she's just a large, sorry, C word in this movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> and just like, 
I was loving it. It's a movie you have to make fun of to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just going to be bored for two hours and 15 minutes, basically. Yeah. And I would honestly love if you and I sat down together and did one of those videos of best worst movies that we did <laughs> back in the day would and just have... just destroy it. Yeah, we'd have to come up with a better format, but yeah, oh, that'd, yeah. Be, <laughs> For that'd sure. be fun. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say. The no. movie itself, I will admit, is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. However, the 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 sheer like what's the word gratuitousness of it all yeah. is where you know Sam Raimi was forced to put characters he didn't want to put in so he just sh- shat and then put that shit in the movie and and like it's just the cockiness that gets to me you know maybe it's because I want to be a filmmaker and I'm not being paid to be a filmmaker. Yeah. And these little cocky motherfuckers are are ruining movies on purpose. Yeah. That's what gets to me. Not not the the movie being a bad. Like if he had actually tried and it was okay, which it kind of is, you know, once you get past that first hour, it's okay. Which um, shouldn't be, but yeah. Yeah, but like if, if he had actually tried and this was a result, I wouldn't be as angry. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I lost so much respect for him. Even in just recording this podcast when you were explaining <laughs> things to me, like I thought it was one way and in reality it was way worse than I yeah. thought it was. <laughs> nah, yeah, it was, it was very bad. My only hopes from like here on out for the Spider-Man series is that um tom holland uh and obviously marvel like actually just takes care of the character and like holds true to like the comics and how the character peter parker should grow up and Mm -hmm. learn from all his mistakes and stuff like that i really hope they make just you just keep making at least good movies they don't have to be over the top fantastic like Mm -hmm. as long as they're good movies because so far they've just been good like I was, I, I will say that. Yeah, I stand by the fact that the most powerful moment in any single Spider-Man movie is in the second Amazing Spider-Man when Gwen Stacy dies. There was so much at risk there. It felt like something had happened. That, yeah, for yeah. once in a Marvel movie, yeah. death mattered, mm-hmm. and it kind of happened in the first one too with her dad. Like death mattered in those two movies. Yeah. So I don't. I don't understand everyone's qualms with those other than Andrew Garfield, but like watch the movie as a whole. And there was no, there was no her coming back from that unless they did the stupid shit with like the spider verse. Yeah. But that's, that's a whole different thing. But <sighs> yeah, but that's, uh, that's why I like the amazing Spider-Man so much. Cause there was risk in that movie. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I, I quite enjoy them way more than this garbage. Yeah. And I, if I'm honest, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not a, a Spider-Man fan. I never read the comic books, never really watched the series, except for when nothing else was on. The cartoon series, that is. Boy, did I, I love that cartoon series. I like series. the Amazing Spider-Man more than I like the Homecoming Spider-Mans. Like, that's just the way it is. It's I feel like Marvel has their hand in too much with, with the, the new ones. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a fan of the way they're handling things, so. Well, I'm hoping from here on out that... They focus more on just Spider-Man than the whole Avengers initiative and just make his own shit. Yeah. 
because Spider-Man versus Venom or whatever the hell is going to happen here in the future that I'm sure will happen would be very nice, but there's got to be risk with it. You've got to feel things, and it can't just be the Marvel cookie-cutter formula. Yeah, agreed. Spider-Man 3 is a wrap. (laughs) That is a wrap on Spider-Man 3. I think we both know how this is going to end oh, yeah. with the judgment. It is not going to be a shelf boy. It is nope. n- it is not worthy of movies like Apostle and Midsommar and other movies that I can't recall that are on there. It would be <clears throat> intriguing to find out what Marvel movies or you know comic book movies we would actually put on there, to be yeah. honest. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it. I, you would hate that for your life, but um, I it, would, don't it would be fascinating. I I don't hate marvel movies i think they could be better and i think it's a disservice to marvel fans that they're not better yeah um because they could be they could mean more you know yeah oh iron man died in endgame good for you like (laughs) you you've been teasing that shit since the first avengers movie like what the who who fucking cares at that point uh, and then Quicksilver being in one movie and dying. Oh, we, this guy who we don't care about died? Great. <laughs> uh, who will probably be back in the new Doctor Strange and oh, uh, he, Wanda. He absolutely will be. So uh, I would, I'd be willing that. to put a fiver on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, let's move on. So Spider-Man 3 does not make it to the Keystone Film Review shelf. It is not a shelf, boy. Uh, but that brings us to our plugs for next week. Uh, since I... No, who's Netflix did this one? So do you, who's um, going to do this? I can go first. It's you fine. go first. Okay. Um. So uh, one of my favorite uh, hip hop artists or rapper, whatever you would like to call him, um, Joyner Lucas just released his new ADHD album, which is a solid album. I've only heard a little bit of it, but he has one song in particular, and he's got a music video to it. Uh, it's called Will, and it's about Will Smith and his uh, Joyner's. It's basically Will is Joyner's um, inspiration in life. Oh. And the whole video is dedicated to Will and his movie performances and all that. So during the music video, Joyner is kind of just rapping, but also kind of like doing like this backdrop and putting on the costumes of all the characters that Will has ever done. He even does haircuts and like changes up his beard and stuff like that to look like Will from all these movies. It's a really... It's a really solid video, A, B, solid song, and just, it's overall, it's just a, it's just kind of a beautiful thing. Cool. So, uh, who's so that Joyner, Joyner Lucas, uh, and the song is called Will. Learned a lot from him and I owe it. Homie's my idol and don't even know it. Oh, I'm feeling like Will. I feel like a prince. I'm feeling myself. I'm loaded with bills. Because I was blessed with no Uncle Phil. Don't know how it feels. I wanted to flex and told me to chill. Joiner Lucas, Will, music video. I assume that's on YouTube. It is on um, pretty much everything, actually. My plug, uh, I literally found when we were getting ready to record this. <laughs> so as you know, and as everyone knows, the movie Lighthouse, which was released this past October, is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very memeable. And I suspect more people have been exposed to it not through the movie itself but through like internet jokes for sure (laughs) uh and so i kind of found one it's a video on youtube uh the channel is pepe rico peak or pk i I don't know and it is the lighthouse but it's edited like spongebob 
Oh, God. Or edited like a SpongeBob episode. So I watched a little bit of it. I'm going to finish it once we are done recording here. And it's just clips of the lighthouse with SpongeBob-like music and, <laughs> and comedic timing. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, it's it's a solid movie. It. I'm confused by it. I will not lie. Beyond oh, yeah. all belief, regardless. Anyone who's not confused by it, I think, yeah. is full of shit. But but watching all the like, I sent you a couple of weeks ago the one of like, uh, DMX, um, in the background and and uh, Robert Pattinson just beating the living hell out of that seagull. <laughs> yeah. there's, so there's a page dedicated to just a Robert Pattinson beating the hell out of a seagull to different yeah. songs, and it's, it's yeah. quite hilarious. Oh, yeah. So those are your two plugs for this week. Uh, it is uh, L- Joyner Lucas. Joyner Lucas with the song Will. Will, and uh, also The Lighthouse, but it's edited like a SpongeBob episode from the YouTube channel Pepe Rico Piquet. Uh... And so that brings us to what our film is for next week. I am choosing this week. And, uh, you know, the the film I'm picking is on Amazon Prime. Uh, it is a little, uh, little bit of a Nicolas Cage film, if you mm. will. And he actually won an Oscar for this. Interesting. And it is called Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Got oh, a wow. funny little story about this movie so far. <laughs> Yeah, and you did not see that coming at all. No, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) So, Leaving Las Vegas is directed by Mike Figgis and written by Mike Figgis based on the novel by John O'Brien starring Nicolas Cage, Elizabeth Shue, Julian Sands, Richard Lewis, and other people who I will not get into at this time. And... It is about Ben Sanderson, a Hollywood screenwriter who lost everything because of his alcoholism, arrives in Las Vegas to drink himself to death. There, he meets and forms an uneasy friendship and non and non-interference pact with prostitutes Sarah or Sarah. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know how it's pronounced. It's spelled Sarah. I would ass- I would assume it's Sarah. But it could be, it could probably Sarah. But uh, yeah, Nick Cage actually won an Oscar for his performance in this, so. I'm interested to see if it's just the first time people were exposed to Nick Cage or... Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I assume he's going to bring his normal uh, intensity. So that is Leaving Las Vegas. Again, that is on Amazon Prime. Hold up. So as it turns out, it is no longer on Amazon Prime, but we did find a new outlet. You could actually watch it for free on still. It's got some ads, but it's Pluto TV. Totally free. It's got some ads. And uh, you can watch Leaving Las Vegas with all Nick Caginess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go over to that bad boy. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Keystone Film Review. As always, you can follow our website, keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are keystone underscore film underscore review. On Twitter, keystone underscore film. Facebook, keystone film review. On Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until we get Nick Cagey with the... <laughs> Beige, I don't know. Nick Cage and leaving oh Las Vegas. God. <laughs> <laughs>
Nick Cage wearing beige. Let's get into it. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye.